Hello everyone and welcome back to Day by Day You. Today we're going to be talking about mental health in our cultures. I'm your host, Aisha Tolentino. We also have here... Hi, I'm MK. Checking in, it's your boy John. Maurice Soul Fighter Taylor. I gotta take it day by day. I don't care what they say. I gotta put me first. As far as our cultures are concerned, I personally, uh, I come from two different backgrounds. My dad is uh, Lebanese and my mom is from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, So growing up, I did have a little bit of kind of diversity in that. But I also did get a lot of like unique kind of aspects from uh, both sides of my family. Uh, My mom kind of brought her own you know, experiences and her own way of raising us. And my dad brought his own that he learned. And I think that that's kind of the thing that drew me uh, when uh, originally, when I was asked to be part of this podcast, part of this episode, I just felt like I had a lot that I could relate to in terms of having my family influence the way that I was raised and the kinds of values that I took when it came to taking care of my own mental health, things that I saw in my family and just certain taboos and stuff, you, you know, because when it comes to especially communities like that in the Caribbean or in the Middle East, you end up with a lot of situations where there are a lot of taboos and stigmas around mental health. Did you say Lebanese and Jamaican? Trinidadian. Trinidad. Trinidadian. Lebanese and Trinidadian? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. It's a mix, yeah. That's my, beautiful. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, my folks uh, met in New York. Uh, and, uh, I, yeah, I, I was, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. It, it's, that's kind of where it, it comes from. You know, it, you also get like an idea of two very drastically different cultures, but you know, they kind of made something new. Uh, but you definitely still get the heritage from both of those sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, the good comes with, you know, the bad. And, uh, while I definitely had supportive parents growing up, um, I mean, my father passed away in 2012, but I mean, he was supportive all the way through. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, my mom, I mean, God bless her, you know, she put up with so much of me, so much of my shit growing up and she's just always been supportive. And, uh, I think that, you know, in spite of kind of like the background that she could have, uh, right. kind of coming from the Caribbean and those stigmas that come attached with mental health and the ignorance surrounding topics like those, like she did a mm-hmm. great job and I was lucky enough to have support in those areas. Feel that 100% cause my mother as well, like, I'm not going to lie to you or be honest, like when I was little. I get mad and it's like, all right, get away from me. I'm going crazy. And then she's like, she's always like, tell me what's wrong. Tell me what's wrong. Not that she's going to yell at me, just like, just say what's wrong so we can figure it out. Well, it's like, no, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. It's like, I don't know where that came from. And it's and it's like, now that I'm growing up, it's like, if I'm like mad, I got to say it. You know, it's like, ah, I got to just at least let it out. So it's like, that kind of like how you said we are our parents, like reflection, how like what the the true tools and mm-hmm. all the tricks they learn in their life right. that's what they give to us so like that's something that I kind of like emulate like when she say what's wrong now it's like something wrong I'll say it you know what I mean no matter what it is I want to express that and get it off my chest so it's like I feel better right yeah absolutely do you feel like your relationship with your mom has gotten better because of that <laughs> like did it ever was it ever hard to like talk to her as a kid because you didn't really want to express yourself. Honestly, not really. It's like, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm kind of, a, I'm a, I say I'm a mama's boy, you know? <laughs> you know? Oh, so, yeah. like, in my family, it's a, whole, it's a lot of, like, women, you know? I have two sisters. Yeah. My yeah. older sister, that's, like, my buddy, you know? Yeah. And it's like, my mom's always like, what's wrong? Like, 
she calls me Papa, so that means father, you know? So it's like, when she sees me, I'm, 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 I'm her son, I'm her king, you know? So it's like, she always, she's always saw me like a high, like, prestige, like, you gotta do this, you gotta take care of your sister, you gotta do this, you gotta love them, you know what I mean? Just like, all the little things, it's like, she's like, oh, don't tell me this, stop preaching to me. But it's like, thinking back on it, it's like, all those little things she said constantly, constantly, constantly. It's like, now it's like a, it's like an instinct, really. I don't have to really think, it's just like, that's just what you're supposed to do. You know, so it's like I'm grateful for her and my father. You know, from his is like he just like he doesn't really like he'll observe what's going on, and like he'll say, okay, this is what's wrong. This is why he did it, and like kind of like okay, yeah, I did it. I'm sorry. You know, kind of like don't lie to me. I already know. So it's <laughs> like that's why I like just being honest with it. You know, yeah. if I'm honest with it, it's already done. Whatever's gonna happen is happening. We just move on from it, and I feel that's what mental health is big about. Just speaking on it. That's the first keys opening the door, like you talked about earlier. You know, I'm listening to y'all talk about your families, man. I'm like, I wish I knew what that felt like. That, that's that's dope. I can't even imagine. That's pretty dope. Marisa, why don't you introduce yourself and like explain a little bit oh. about your your life and your past, so everyone knows. So my name is Maurice Soul Fighter Taylor. One of these episodes, I'll talk about how I got the Soul Fighter. <laughs> it's a long journey. Um. I grew up in foster care, so I was like in a couple of different homes and stuff like that. Um, what do you want? So you, what do you want me to talk about? Yeah, I don't know. Just like, I'm sure people who are listening don't, you know, they're coming from all over the place. So if you yeah. wanted to just kind of introduce who you are, what you do, what you love. So I do spoken word. Um, I use it as a method of communicating, um, and. Matter of fact, I was in a Hartford Poetry 2000 slam team, right? And because, like, I definitely, man, I wanted to rhyme. But nobody was caring about, you know, intellectual stuff anymore, right? Slam poetry is dope. One of my teachers in, in high school took a, me and a bunch of my friends to that. And, like, we all saw that in person. Like, the energy, all that, it's, it's different, you know? Like, you can just express yourself whatever way it is it can be. You want to hear the poem that got me on the slam team? This is, I'm going to do the poem for y'all that I did that got me on the slam team, right? It was an actual freestyle. And it was like this. Amazing grace. All right, y'all, I can't sing. So if y'all can bear with me. But if y'all can help me out, that's cool too. How sweet. No, that was that's what I said to the crowd. I mean, y'all can, y'all can John chime if you want, right? How sweet the sound that say. A wretch like me, I once was lost. Hold up. I mean, hold up. How's it that every Sunday morning we sing that song, but when I walk down the street, you look at me like you want to get at me, but yet you sing them songs that brought our people from sea to bloody, bloody sea, but... Yet you can't find it in your heart to forgive me. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. I I know that I'm a wretch, but if you took your time to teach me, I know that I can change. And if you took the time to forgive me, I I know that I could become better. We could heal but 
I don't understand why you feel the way that you feel. But every Sunday morning you sing this song. Oh, amazing grace. Written by a slave ship captain that killed and murdered our people. Said that he got slave, but saved, but went back to shipping slaves. Saying that he was benevolent, but it's never benevolent when you break up homes. Take one person from one place to another without their consent. I tried to forgive, but I'm spent. Oh, me. That's the poem that got me on the nah, That's dope, bro. That's, that's beautiful. Dope. That's yeah. dope. So that would, you, dope. would you kind of say that, you know, obviously somebody with your background, I think something that not many people have the experience to really like, appreciate or get an understanding of is kind of like growing up you mentioned that you know you know you kind of came up in foster care mm -hmm. would you kind of say that you know rhyming and and, and having that kind of outlet is is a way for you to like reflect on on your own mentality do you have that kind of like because i know a lot of people especially people that come from like well in you know in in our cases like caribbean cultures and african cultures like there's a lot of sometimes there's a lot of rhythm and music involved in expressing your emotions mm -hmm. like would you kind of say that that was your ability to kind of reach outward um wow i don't know because i don't think that i've really been around a lot of people that's been receptive to it in a way I've met different people that's been receptive, but not a community mm -hmm. where um, you can go and people like, you know, know your music and embrace your music, mm -hmm. right? I kind of felt like, I mean, I used to go to a place where they did poetry a long time ago, and then I started going down to Connecticut and doing slam poetry. But the problem was, it was that like, People will come for the poetry, and then after that, everybody goes their own way. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There's like there was no community aspect to it. There was no after. Just you know what I mean? You're right. We're here, and then that's it. Right. You can't really build like that. And then if there was like cats drank or did smoke or whatever, and I'm in recovery, mm -hmm. so I wasn't gonna jeopardize you that. You want to be around that? Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? So and then cats be like, "Well, you're not an alcoholic." You know, now you can't possibly be an alcoholic. You don't drink. And if you knew me back then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, it's just crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. So that just kept me like, all right, y'all go do y'all thing. It, 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 could I have built a community if I was drinking and doing drugs? Still, the answer is no, because most people, when they think they have friends, when it's around either it's smoking weed or drinking alcohol, when you take those two elements out of it, no one has a reason to come around anymore. You're connected by the element. Right. And that's not enough. Right. You know what I'm saying? But to be connected by ideology, you know what I'm saying? That's where it's at. Uh -huh. Right? Because no matter where you go, black boys don't come together because we black. Uh -uh. Right? Like, you got black Christians. You got black Muslims. You got, you know... Um, Black Catholics. Every denomination. Right? Mm -hmm. And they be warm with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, you ain't going to heaven. You going to hell because you worship God from 8 a.m. to 8 to 9 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Like, some of these, you know, you don't worship God the right way. So, there's like so many gaps, man. So, it's like, 
I mean, for me, it's been like really hard because. And now here's the other thing. Now here's the hit. You ready for the hit? Mm-hmm. It possibly could have been that I was so impacted by the trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? From being raped and molested and locked in rooms and being beat and told to cry and pray while I was going to go to hell. You know what I'm saying? It could have been that trauma where I was like not open to connecting with people. So it could have been like a a mixture of both. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard to answer that question, bro. You know what I'm saying? No, like, yeah, absolutely. I know that I was using poetry to... um. I wanted to get well known. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be poor. I didn't want to be, you know what I'm saying? So I wanted to use it to like, I thought I was dope. You know what I'm saying? I thought something was happening. You feel what I'm saying? But I never really had the, the mentorship in that area. I just did what I, you right. know, intuitively could do. knew. You know what I'm saying? Huh? What you intuitively knew to do. You just follow what, what I you... just, I listen, man, I was just like, Oh, I could do that? Figure out how to do that. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I, I got a, like, studio in my basement. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where I got my own online radio show. You know right. what I'm saying? That didn't work, so let me try this. Right. So I be just trying stuff to, like, you know, it's, now it's, like, more like I'm helping other people, you know what I'm right. saying? Like, be heard and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because, like, I've learned that, like, there is healing and, and spoken word, but I can't say that I, like, intentionally reached out with it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? I think- As I get older, I do, but... I think for me, I guess the reason that I asked that is because after, you know, when I was in middle school, uh, going into high school and stuff, mm-hmm. I actually found myself, uh, you know, writing rhymes. Like I, I started and I still do even even these days. Like I if you? I ever feel like I need like an outflow of like just my emotional state, I write. And then kind of when I got through the end of high school, early college, I started making music a little bit just as like a personal project. And I realized that there were times where I was, I was writing for myself mm-hmm. and there were times where I was just writing to get people to play, play my shit. And I felt like, yeah, people were definitely like appreciating the quality, uh, but they never resonated with the stuff that I was writing for myself. Yeah. There was never a time where I felt like people were connecting with uh, the raw shit the way that I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And so after a while, I just kind of left it on the back burner. I don't really spend much time recording the music that I make for myself because that's, that's for me and mine, you know? I think right now is the time Right. I think right now, because you're, 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 you're younger than me. Yeah. Right? And you was growing up in the time where Cass was really into that, like, kill, kill, kill. Right. Nigga, whole bitch, this, yeah. kill, kill. Still, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, it's still like that, yeah. It is, yeah. but there's more of a, you can be real with right. you, with yourself, especially with social media and people connect with it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Why they by themselves on their phone and they can listen. Right. You know, yeah. so they, they say like when you're alone in the dark by yourself, like who are you? Uh-huh. That's who you are. Uh-huh. You feel what I'm saying? So people alone, they sit with, with your message and they're like, wow. Right. Yeah. Do you remember any of your stuff? Man? Off the top? Uh, not, not really. Like I don't, just because I just write it and then I just kind of like, it's kind of like a journal for me. So I don't really spend much time memorizing it. Just to go off the top, I don't have anything, you know, uh, prepared or anything. But it's just it's just kind of something that I... St- I mean, I haven't even written in a while. My life has just gotten so busy recently. Thankfully, I, you know, I've put myself up uh, in, a, in a position that I'm happy with at this point in my life. So uh, just too distracted, I guess, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean... Don't, don't ever stop. Bro. Right. Yeah. 
because it is connected to you. So when you asked me that question, the reason why I said no is because mm-hmm. I didn't start writing consciously because I wanted to connect out. Right. I've always wrote wrote when I was a child. Like I had nobody else. Right. right? I would like take a book, right? They used to, they had a books and then back they used to have a couple pages that were blank. And I used to just write and write and write and write and just rip out pages and write. There was nobody else. That's all I had. You know what I'm saying? But as I got older and realized that like, yo, this is therapeutic. Yeah, I think people can, especially for me, I I felt like, I don't know what it was that really got me to, to kind of like use that as my outlet for my emotional state, for like a depression that I very much was going through, but didn't really notice. I think a lot of it had to do with, you know, kind of coming from, you know, the, just the Arab heritage and just not that it was like explicitly enforced. There was never a time when my parents made me feel like I had to bottle, bottle myself up, you know, but I guess just kind of like social cues and things that I was pulling from around me. I also grew up Mm -hmm. for like a decade in the Middle East. So it really kind of ingrains in you a lot of things that are like toxic to you. So for me, just not being able to feel like I was comfortable sharing outwards, it was kind of like a personal thing for me. And I guess kind of like once it just blew up in late high school, I was just like off the rails for myself. And I mean, it took a while. you know, last time we were talking, I mentioned that, you know, it, it took a second for me to like find somebody to talk to. I got myself into therapy and really managed to get get myself into like a productive kind of kind of mindset. And, you know, I'm all the better for it today. I think what happens, though, is a lot of people like us who and this is what we were talking about last time is you end up with situations where people that look like us, people that sound and act like us, you know, we don't get the chance to act like we have emotions. You know? Yeah, that's a hundred percent true. Cause everyone kind of like wants you to act a certain way how they think about you, and like it's not me, bro. I'm not you. I respect you, but I'm not you. I can only take your opinion and then see how it works with me and how I can work with that. But at the end of the day, I have to be me all the time. If I'm not being me, I'm doing myself a disservice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like I feel like us as you know people of color, we're very we're very judgmental to one another, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And, it, and it's like, why Why should that be be the case? Why don't you big up your brother? Mm-hmm. You don't got to do nothing for the person, you know? Showing love doesn't cost you a thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, we rather just, like, be nasty and, like, make, like, ruin someone day so Just like, you know, are you okay? What's wrong? Just a, a quick conversation. Mm-hmm. Maybe you learn something like, oh, wow, look at that. That's cool. You, you never know where that next blessing is coming from. So by you treating that person who you see in front of you, like, like they they don't know nothing. Like they're dumb. You never know. You mm. never know who you're talking to. You know how you was talking about your background with your parents, mm. and how you was talking about your background with your parents. Mm-hmm. We have to take in consideration people's backgrounds and their parents, mm-hmm. or their one hundred percent their mm-hmm. environments. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I was I was like, because I was like, uh, let me come at this from a different way. Like sometimes when I see people doing stuff that's dope, I be mad. I be mad as hell. Not that I'm jealous. Well, sometimes I be jealous, right? And not that I don't want them to win. But I be like, damn, how the hell they get access to that? Like, right. how they do that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, there's some people that's just so dope. Like, you can't help to be <laughs> like, damn, yo, this dude's dope. But like, sometimes it be like, how that person right. make it right? And then when you research and you look like how they got the connections... It was so far, so far removed from you, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, how do I get that access? And then you're like Jay Z, like, oh, I'm so dope. 
you know, to get this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what message does that send? You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So it's like, I guess the reason why, why I said that, bro, is because, like, I don't think anyone is intentionally, like, I don't want to help you or you suck, right? Uh-huh. We've all been, like, traumatized so much that we're literally, like, it's like Struggling. a reflex, you know. We, yeah. don't, we don't know what we're doing. Like you don't, you don't know what you're saying out your mouth, or you're saying it. Then yeah. after you realize, like, oh, damn, did I really just say that? Maybe I should have stopped. And then time. it's like you're not gonna apologize because you talk like, yo, you know what I'm saying? If you be like, yo, man, what you saying? You talk to be like, what? Yeah, that's that's uh-huh. another thing. I feel like we need to stop being so tough. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a place and a time for it, but like at a certain time, yeah. just from you being able to walk away and just laugh. That's that's it's, way bigger than me. I'm gonna put my hands on you. You feel yeah, me? Yeah, yeah. I can like, laugh in your face and walk away and know it's nothing gonna happen. I'm just that's bigger than me making a scene, you know. And like we have to get to that place and just violence shouldn't be the first, you know. But when you think about like the mindset, right? Like, and 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 the way that we, I always tell people like, don't tell me not to do it. Show me how not to do it. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that work. Yeah. Right. And the best way to show people how not to do it is help build the infrastructure where they won't have to do it. Mm-hmm. And we won't do that hard work. We want people to stop doing things that make us unsafe and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but we will not build the infrastructure where they can exist in so that they don't have to do the things that make us feel unsafe and uncomfortable. I feel like um, each person, we as individuals, we have to do our part. You know, you say you want X, Y, Z, right? Mm-hmm. So that means you have to become a part of that. Mm-hmm. You you, you have to start, okay, let me educate myself in this in this field. Let me see what I can learn on my own. Yeah, okay, you can't wait on no one to come save you. That will never happen. No one's going to save you. You might think this is what mm-hmm. I, I feel is going to happen, but no. Just how you have your own mind, he has his own mind. He has his own way of interpreting stuff. So mm-hmm. if you say you want X, Y, Z, Go get it yourself. Don't wait for the next man. I want to agree with that. But there's that's like the notion of pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. When you ain't got no boots. Or boots ain't got no straps. You got like, you got to start. If, you, even right. if it's not an actor. Shoe makes make something. You know what I mean? No, no. I, I, I feel you. But the problem is we've been doing that for 400 years and haven't gotten anywhere. And we need to change. I, I feel we need to change that philosophy, right? Uh-huh. And instead of thinking, cause, cause when you say that, think about right, you got a whole system with trillions of dollars behind oppressing people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you telling that one person to do it themselves, but you got the police, you got stores that like call the police just cause he walked in the store and don't look like, you got schools that will make sure he fails, or won't like encourage him to go to like. You know, how to get to where he or she wants to get to. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there's so much behind holding that person back. But we're saying, do it yourself. My, the only thing I'm saying to you is that, like, let's provide opportunities so people can do it themselves. Mm-hmm. Rather than saying, just do it yourself. And we got to figure yeah, that 100%. out. 100%. And also, as well, like, I agree with everything you're saying. But, like, I I feel as if... One, one, once you you have the right intention and mm-hmm. you have the right purpose and the right goal in mind, once you start what you're doing, the right the right pieces just find a way to help you out. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. It's like mm-hmm. what I'm saying is once you start, you're going to run into that person who might need to help you get to that next place. And oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything happens for a reason. So yep. what, I, what I'm saying is that don't, don't wait and you think that, 
oh, I'm I'm gonna get it for wait for tomorrow. Make, oh, no, no, make no, tomorrow no, today. No, yeah, you feel yeah, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, make yeah, it yeah, make yeah. it today. You feel me? If you yeah. if you start doing for yourself, maybe that influences your brother, or your sister. Like you know what? He did this. You know I can do it too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's, it's like you can do it. We all can do it, but we have to want to do it ourselves. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. That, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. We have to want to do like, want you it genuinely. Want, you, you, gotta no, you gotta want it. Yeah. And like a lot you of see people that don't want open, it. Take that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Not, okay, I feel you. I think for a lot of people, it's it's even tough to fathom the idea of wanting it because, like you were saying, I mean, you end up with situations where you got the police, you got the government, trillions of dollars and 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 centuries of of all of this, just kind of, and and the history and the rewriting of history, and 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 then you've got situations where, um, the public schools are funded by defunded communities so they can't even funnel the money back into the education you've got situations where uh you notice that obviously minority communities and specifically very specifically black women are deprived of things like proper health care so you end up with just all and and i can understand how people who uh, are in those situations obviously can can almost look at what's going on and almost feel hopeless, kind of like, oh, how are we supposed to do this? But I think your point of kind of like not pulling yourself up by your straps, but pulling your man up by his straps, yeah. or pulling your sister, your mother, everybody else, your aunt, your, everybody that's around you by their straps so they can help you. And we all work of, together. Everybody yeah. works together. Yeah. I feel like we're headed towards, like it's it's kind of weird because it seems like the country and the world is going more individualistic, but I do feel like in other ways, it's it's getting more communal. Or I feel like, I don't know, behind the scenes, I'm just noticing that I feel like while a lot of people are moving to the cities, it seems like more people are going towards the country because they want to like be in smaller communities. They want to work together because I feel like people are realizing that that's how it worked back in the day. That's how it worked from the beginning of time, to work together, to come together and share resources. And I feel like that's just the way to thrive in this world. The other thing too is that like asthma, um, there was actually a study done with like trucks, they go through the cities, right? The 18 wheelers, it's creating a lot more health issues because people want to move out away from that. Because when it first started, like rich people wanted to live in the country and then it was like, no, we want to live in the city. But it's becoming more unhealthy to live in the city, so they're moving back to the country. That's why it's actually flipping the other way around, because now the now the rich people are able to buy all the properties. Yeah. The rich white people, because it's funny how it's like most of the people that own the property in this country aren't even like systems. It's not governments and stuff. It's literally just rich white people. And then obviously the percentages get even lower as we talk about ethnic groups. But um yeah, it's it's all the richer people that are moving to the properties to to the countrysides now, and then the cities. There's just all the black and brown people are being shoved over there because it's all unhealthy and it's becoming cheaper. Later, obviously, it's going to become more cheaper, but it's that's one of the things that increase on infant mortality rates. Like, mm. this is another story, but I've looked up so much stuff. It's just ridiculous. I just I, I make so many different connections and stuff like that. I say something like, what? Yeah, because it all, I mean, it all is connected, isn't it? Like, just everything, when you start to, like, really look into it, and I think just, it, it can't be understated, really. I mean, we're obviously here talking about uh, mental health specifically in the community, but it's amazing how you can't really talk about, like, the one facet of it without getting into what the politics of it or the social behavior of it, or, I mean, you could even find yourself in the economics of it all, and it just kind of, it all kind of starts with people being able to have conversations, you know, you know, uh, uh, 
you you were talking about how you grew up and your mom was just like always on you about talking about yeah. what was going on with you, you. and that's so important. It's such an important philosophy to give to people. Talk about what's going on. Have that. And earlier you were just talking about, you know, communicating. People don't do that enough, you know? And that communication aspect is something that everybody has lost because everybody's trying to act tough. Everybody's trying to be their own individual person. But without that communication, you lose a lot of the abilities to just be a healthy person and in a healthy society, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, thank you so much, guys, for sharing. Thank you, MK. Thank you, John. And thank you, Maurice, for coming on well, today. For yeah, of thank course. You. Do you want to, like, plug any platforms? PorticRecovery.us is a um, social um, network that I'm building online. So come join us. You know what I'm saying? Where we, where we talk about real issues. But you can't come talking about an uh, issue without having facts to back it up and an idea of a solution. Because that's what we need to move to, a solution hiphopcongress.com you know what I'm saying East Coast Northeast Region Director you know what I'm saying and of course day by day yes thank you thank you for that so now you guys know where to hit him up um I wanted to just end this episode off with a quote real quick and that is your present circumstances don't determine where you can go they merely determine where you start that's by Nito Cabane hope I pronounced that right but again, guys, thanks for tuning in and make sure to stay up to date with the podcast also on Instagram. That's day by day you. Again, we look forward to your feedback on every episode if you have any at all. Um, and yeah, guys, I hope you have an amazing day. And remember to take it day, day by, by day. day. Word.